Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll with vocalizations by Eric Anderson. Chapter 10 The Lobster Quadrille The Mock Turtle sighed deeply and drew the back of one flapper across his eyes. He looked at Alice and tried to speak, but for a minute or two, sobs choked his voice. Uh, uh. <laughs> Same as if he had a bone in his throat said the griffin, and it set to work shaking him and punching him in the back. At last the mock turtle recovered his voice, and, with tears running down his cheeks, he went on again. You, you may have not lived much under the sea. I haven't, said Alice. Perhaps you were never even introduced to a lobster. Alice began to say, I once tasted, but checked herself hastily and said, Oh, no, never. So you can have no idea what a delightful thing a lobster quadrille is. No, indeed, said Alice. What sort of dance is it? Why, you first form into a line along the seashore. Two lines, seals, turtles, salmon, and so on. And then, when you've cleared all the jellyfish out of the way... That generally takes some time. You advance twice. Each with a lobster as a partner. Of course. Advance twice, set two partners. Change lobsters and retire in the same order. Then, you know, you throw the... The lobsters! As far out to sea as you can. Swim after them. Turn a somersault in the sea. Change lobsters again. Back to land again, and... Well, that's the first figure said the Mock Turtle, suddenly dropping his voice, and the two creatures, who had been jumping about like mad things all this time, sat down again very sadly and quietly and looked at Alice. "'Must have been a very pretty dance,' said Alice timidly. "'Would you like to see a little of it?' said the Mock Turtle. "'Very much indeed. Come, let's try the first figure. We can do it without the lobsters, you know. Uh, which shall sing?' "'Oh, you sing!' said the griffin. I've forgotten the words. So they began solemnly dancing round and round Alice, every now and then treading on her toes when they passed too close, and waving their forepaws to mark the time, while the mock turtle sang this, very slowly and sadly. Will you walk a little faster, said a whiting to a snail. There's a porpoise close behind us, and he's treading on my tail. See how eagerly the lobsters and the turtles all advance. They are waiting on the shingle. Will you come and join the dance? Will you, won't you, will you, won't you, will you, won't you join the dance? Will you, won't you, will you, won't you, will you, won't you join the dance? You can really have no notion how delightful it will be when they take us up and throw us with the lobsters out to sea. But the snail replied too far, too far, and gave a look askance. Said he thanked the whiting kindly, but he would not join the dance. Would not, could not, would not, could not, would not, could not join the dance. Would not, could not, would not, could not, would not, could not join the dance. What matters it how far we go, his scaly friend replied. There is another shore, you know, upon the other side. The further off from England. England, the nearer is to France. Then turn not pale, beloved snail, but come and join the dance. Will you, won't you, will you, won't you, will you, won't you join the dance? Will you, won't you, will you, won't you, will you, won't you join the dance? Ooh, ooh, oh boy. <laughs> Thank you, said Alice, feeling very glad that it was over at last. It, 
It's a very interesting dance to watch. And I do like that curious song about the whiting. Oh. <laughs> As to the whiting, they, uh, uh, well, yeah, you, you've seen them, of course. Yes. I've often seen them at Din. <gasps> and she checked herself hastily. I don't know where Din <gasps> might be. But if you've seen them so often, of course, you know what they're like. I believe so. They have their tails in their mouths, and they're all over crumbs. <laughs> You're wrong about the crumbs. Crumbs would all wash off in the sea. But they have their tails in their mouths. And the reason is... And here the Mock Turtle <laughs> yawned and shut his eyes. Tell her about um, the, the reason and all that, he said to the griffin. The reason is that they would go with the lobster to the dance. So, they got thrown out to sea. So, they had to fall a long way. So, they got the tails fast in their mouths. So, they couldn't get them out again. So, that's all. Thank you, said Alice. It's very interesting. I never knew so much about a whiting before. I can tell you more from that, if you like. Do you know why it's called a whiting? I've never thought about it. Why? It does the boots and shoes. Alice was thoroughly puzzled. Does the boots and shoes? She repeated in a wondering tone. Why? What are your shoes done with? I mean, what makes them so shiny? Alice looked down at them and considered a little before she gave her answer. Mm, they're done with blacking, I believe. <laughs> boots and shoes under the sea are done with whiting. Now you know. And what are they made of? Alice asked in a tone of great curiosity. Souls and eels, of course. Any shrimp could have told you that. If I'd been the whiting, said Alice, whose thoughts were still running on the song, I'd have said to the porpoise, Keep back, please. We don't want you with us. Oh. <laughs> they were obliged to have him with them. No wise fish would go anywhere without a porpoise. Wouldn't it really? said Alice in a tone of great surprise. Of course not. Why, if a fish came to me and told me he was going on a journey, I would say, with what porpoise? Don't you mean purpose? I mean what I say, the mock turtle replied in an offended tone. And the griffin added, Come, let's hear some of your adventures. I could tell you my adventures beginning from this morning, said Alice a little timidly. But it's no use going back to yesterday, because I was a different person then. Explain all that. No, no, no. The adventures first. Explanations take such a dreadful time. So Alice began telling them her adventures from the time when she first saw the white rabbit. She was a little nervous about it just at first. The two creatures got so close to her, one on each side, and opened their eyes and mouths so very wide. But she gained courage as she went on. Her listeners were perfectly quiet until she got to the part about her repeating You are old Father William to the caterpillar and the words all coming different. And then the mock turtle drew a long breath and said, Ha! That's very curious. It's all about as curious as it can be, said the griffin. It all came different. <laughs> I should like to hear her try and repeat something now. Tell her to begin. He looked at the griffin as if he thought it had some kind of authority over us. Stand up and repeat, "'Tis the voice of the sluggard." How the creatures order one about and make one repeat lessons, thought Alice. I might just as well be at school at once. However, she got up 
and began to repeat it, but her head was so full of the lobster quadrille that she hardly knew what she was saying, and the words came very queer indeed. Ahem. "'Tis the voice of the lobster,' I heard him declare. "'You have baked me too brown, I must sugar my hair.' As a duck with its eyelids, so he with his nose trims his belt in his buttons and turns up his toes. When the signs are all dry, he is gay as a lark and will talk in contemptuous tones to the shark. But when the tide rises and sharks are around, his voice has a timid and tremulous sound. Hmm, that's different from what I used to say when I was a child. Well, I never heard it before, uh, but it sounds uncommon nonsense, said the mock turtle. Ada said nothing. She'd sat down with her face in her hands, wondering if anything would ever happen in a natural way again. I should like to have it explained, said the Mock Turtle. She can't explain it. Go on with the next verse. But about his toes, the Mock Turtle persisted. How could he turn them out with his nose? You know, it's the first position in dancing, Alice said. But she was dreadfully puzzled by the whole thing and longed to change the subject. Go on with the next verse. The griffin repeated, It begins, I'll pass by his garden. Alice did not dare to disobey, though she felt sure it would all come wrong, and she went on in a trembling voice. I passed by his garden and marked with one eye how the owl and panther were sharing a pie, and the panther took pie crust and gravy and meat while the owl had a dish and share of the treat. When the pie was all finished, the owl as a boon was kindly permitted to pocket the spoon, while the Panther received knife and fork with a growl and concluded the banquet by... What is the use of repeating all that stuff if you don't explain it as you go along? It's by far the most confusing thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I think you better leave off, said the griffin, and Alice was only too glad to do so. Shall we try another figure of the lobster quadrille? Or would you like the mock turtle to sing you another song? Oh, a song, please. If the mock turtle would be so kind, Alice replied so eagerly that the griffin said in a rather offended tone, Hmm, now accounting for some dice. Sing a turtle soup, will ya, old fella? The mock turtle sighed deeply and began in a low voice choked with sobs to sing this. Beautiful soup, so rich and green, waiting in a hot tureen. Who for such dainties would not stoop? Soup of the evening, beautiful soup, beautiful soup, beautiful soup, soup of the evening, beautiful soup, beautiful soup, who cares for fish, game, or any other dish, who would not give all else for two pennies worth of beautiful soup? Pennies worth of beautiful soup. Beautiful soup. Beautiful soup. Soup of the evening. Beautiful, beautiful soup. <laughs> Chorus again, cried the griffin. And the mock turtle had just begun to repeat it when a cry of, The trial's beginning, was heard in the distance. Come on! And taking Alice by the hand, it hurried off, without waiting for the end of the song. What, what, what trial is it? Alice panted as she ran, but the griffin only answered, Come on! And ran faster, while more and more faintly came on the breeze that followed them the melancholy words, Soup of the evening, beautiful soup. End of chapter 10
All Voices, Sound Editing and Mixing by Eric Anderson. Introductory Music by Matthew Rodsepp.